my God looks at me and he looks at my righteous deeds and he is pleased. We know this from the scriptures. He expects this. He desires this. And he encourages this. But my righteous deeds have absolutely nothing to do with my place in the world to come. What is the only thing that has anything to do with my place in the world to come? Say again. Messiah, crucified. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's it. Okay. So the the question on the table is if His blood washes away my sins and allows me a place in the world to come, His Spirit renews me and brings forth a new creation. And I have been created for righteous deeds that I should walk in them. Then why have I been imputed Messiah's righteousness? Really? Explain me. The scripture talks about imputation. Yes. It's talking about how God views us. He reckons us as righteous because of our faith in the atoning work of Messiah. Okay. Imputation, for those of you unclear on this, is an accounting term. Um, it's, you know, the credits and debit side of a, of a ledger. And if you're imputed righteousness, it's like you've got this credit that just shows up on the balance sheet. So if I understand you, Ken, you're saying that I'm not actually imputed his righteousness. God sees me as if my righteousness is as His, and His righteousness has been imputed. That uh, Hashem reckons me righteous by virtue of my faith in Messiah. It's not a transfer of Messiah's righteousness to my account, per se, because then again, that would be salvation by works, by Yeshua's works. Well, that is is salvation. The good news is that I am saved by His work, not mine. You can jump in any time to help us. Saved by the blood. Not yes. To say his his perfect obedience is not transferred to me. Okay. My faith in his blood. Yes. Which provides me eternal atonement. Yes. Is reckoned or counted by God or considered by God to me as righteousness. Okay. So it's not reckoned or imputed to me. Right. Okay. So his righteousness is reckoned or imputed to me. Yeah, no, let's let's take a look. Okay, imputed is imputed is not in the scriptures. Okay. Why don't we change the language and say merited? Merited. My using a sense. In the merit of my father, grant me this. Not on my own account. But the one that you claimed had a great relationship. Not on our account, but on the account of 
above someone else. The righteous person. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I should have a place in the world to come, not based on my account, on but the, on the merit on his merit. Yeshua. Okay, I like that. That works for me. Good. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Traditional Christianity says you have no righteousness. It's impossible. You can't have righteousness. Oh, and they'll quote the scripture that my righteousness is as filthy rags. So the only righteousness you can have has been imputed to you. But that—that's false. That makes no sense because my righteousness. Wait a minute! I don't have any. That's right. Well, my righteousness is as filthy rags. That means you have. Righteousness. Some righteousness. righteousness. But in comparison to the most holy God, that, and that's, but that's what's that's missing. That's what we pray Friday night. Yes. That's what's what justification can What can I say? That's what's missing from traditional Christianity's view is the comparison issue. They say we have no righteousness, actually almost without, without, almost without exclusion in traditional Christianity. Right. No one has any righteousness. Which, all, which is actually... Almost opposite what the scripture says. The scriptures say we do have righteousness, and There's and no question, and claim, and has a whole chapter on the righteous ones right. in Hebrews eleven called, or twelve. They're twelve saints. So the ex- explanation given. This is the answer to answer your question. So the explanation given is how can they possibly be called saints, holy ones? Well, it's because or righteous ones even. It's because they've had someone else's righteousness applied to them. So, in other words, the imputed righteousness has been like a huge theological pillar to hold up the notion that people don't have any righteousness. But, but what so is it? it? But what is it that James five says? If there's anyone sick among you, let him call for the elders, and he can anoint him with oil. Why? Because the prayer of a righteous man avails much. Oh, wait. Where the heck are we going to get a righteous man? Well, heck, I have a room full with them every Tuesday night, don't I? Which, which is why, to me, you know, the vocabulary that keeps it keeps it clear in my straight, mind yeah, is righteousness is you know what whether we have righteousness or whether we are righteous or not is up to us and our obedience, but our justification. Different story. Nothing to do with us. Amen. I like that. So That's clear cut. It's, it's, so we really should be talking about it's the blood atonement of Mashiach that justifies us before God yes. and therefore allows us a place in the world to come. But our righteousness, as as Rob has taught us quite well, yeah. is as righteous righteousness. It does. Amen. I like so, that. So that's why Mashiach, who is the prophet, it's quoted, right? He's a prophet. He's righteous. No. <laughs> but yet he says, What was me? No, righteous. No, not one. Is like filthy rags. When did he say that? When he sees, the, when he's in the temple, he sees the Lord yeah. high and lifted up. up. I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yeah, but I must, why we, we need the sanctuary. Well, Ken's point, if I can try to, I think I understand where you're going. Righteousness is, Yeshua's righteousness is because he lived a a life of perfect obedience to the Torah. Right. Okay. 
but it's but what I think what he's trying to say is his his perfect obedience, his righteousness on this earth when he walked on this earth is what allowed him to be the, the qualified him to be the lamb to be offered. The perfect but sacrifice. But it's the blood that justifies the blood. not his not his righteousness. His righteousness allowed him qualified him to be the offering. But it's the blood that was offered. The, the, and, this, yeah. and the scripture says very clearly that we know that his sacrifice was accepted, right. which had to be perfect, because God raised him from the dead. Question here? Was there a hand up? No? Yes? The, the, the reason why I like the, the, the Jewish usage of merit is because it's ambiguous. It, 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 truly, uh, it truly leaves it in the realm of it can't be known. And, and, I, and I say it this way. When I say in the merit of Abraham, and I say merit, well, did Abraham deserve it? I mean, am I using merit like deserve? Mm. Right? That's the English usage. That's not, right. what, that's not what Judaism says. Right. Judaism says, you know, in the whole scheme of things, God keeps an account. And God knows where to draw this from. I'm just simply saying, and this is the key, and this is why I really like it in relationship to this usage of the word reckoned. Uh, we, we see in, in James 2 and in, in, in Genesis, Genesis 12 where it says Abraham believed and it was reckoned unto him. And in a Jewish sense, you'd say merit. It, it, it was merited to him. Right. Did he deserve it? That's not what it means. That's not what it's saying. But it is ambiguous. It's saying we don't know where the goodness or deserve or, the, or what deserve where it came from. All we know is that Abraham did something and God responded in such a way. Who, who originated it? It's, it's not. It doesn't matter. Uh, whereas Christianity says, no, no, no. I've got to decide. i got to know. Because it makes all the... Wait, it doesn't make a lick of difference in the way I live. No, I'm sure it does. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. I mean, we're, honestly, uh, knowing whether you have righteousness by your deeds or whether it is imputed to you, please explain to me where I can draw the line to see the difference. Yeah. I'm God's not saying theologically it's not it's not an issue. I'm not saying theologically that there's not a reason. I'm just saying, explain to me how I can live differently because of either view. Right. And what we've seen is we've seen exactly in fact the opposite. Those who claim they have no righteousness place diminish diminish the very things that are seen as righteous. Right. To the very people they're trying to convince that they are different. It's like, okay, watch my life. Why? You know, here I am, I'm a testimony, lifestyle evangelism. Why? You have no deeds. Yeah, filthy rags. What am I looking at you? You know, somebody else did. Well, he did it through me. I'm his hands, I'm his feet. Oh, really? Where is he? Yeah. Good. Show me him. Good. Good. Comments. Yes. Romans 4. Well, imputed is not a biblical term. Imputed is a theological word, and reckoned is what the English translation is of. What, echo my? It's got a D. There is no imputed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just listening. 
Exactly. I think it's, uh, it's, uh, I think this actually shows that the only merit we should be speaking of is Yeshua's. I mean, that, that, and if that's saying imputation, but I don't. I don't need to say imputation. I'm. I'm a right. I'm. I'm a right. Putting a period where you just stopped. You know. Actually, I would disagree a little bit on the idea that we don't need anyone's imputation or anybody's anyone's merit other than Yeshua's. Certainly, we need Yeshua's. But the idea that there is no other merit. For instance, let me let me ask you: Do your children have something by your merit? Recognition of who God is. There's yeah, no question. There's no question. Well, I, I, and if they were to if they were to plead yeah. to God, could they plead on the merit of my father? Well, I think the question. It's all very new to me, so yeah, I th- well, that's why I brought it up, right? <laughs> I, I think the I think we need to make sure that we never lose sight in this conversation of what is it that buys us. What is it, is it that grants us a place in the world to come? Well, that's the blood of Yeshua. We're not talking about that. We've already settled that. So is there some voodoo, hidden nastiness that we can't talk about the merit of a righteous man? As a treasury of merit, like the Catholic Church? Treasury of merit. Well, Judaism he, he, he described Jesus. it in James. He said, yeah. Or, excuse me. I mean, uh, and, uh, uh, was it? James 5. Yeah, James 5. says, because the... Prayers of a righteous man availed much. Why? Because yeah. he's a righteous man. Well, there's something, well, now, there's something we're, we're bringing by way of implication. Uh, we're interpreting that verse versus salvation. It may or may not be. It doesn't say merit in that verse. It what, does what does it mean? What does it mean? pray and, and someone else can't. Well, it means, well, now to take that and then apply that to say, my parent, my children should look to me. Well, well let's, not, well, let's not jump there yet. Well, let's slow down and, and take it a piece at a time. Yeah, let's just take it a piece at a time. Um, it's... Clearly, the scripture teaches that the prayer of a righteous man avails much. The implication? The prayer of an unrighteous man does not avail much, if anything. That's a fact. We should agree on that grammatically. So the question is, well, why does the prayer of a righteous man avail much? And that means that there's merit to the prayer of a righteous man. I ask the guy in the middle, go straight to God. (laughs) Yes, go ahead. I think the reason why... despises the commandments of the Lord, even his prayer is abomination right. unto God. So it, it, it all uh, Hebraically is because Absolutely. this person is in right relationship with Precisely. God. He's connected. And he is connected because of that blood. But we're past that now. So now that we're connected, and now that we have this relationship, there is merit in what we do. There is merit in our in, in those who are in the faith. You know, I don't have a problem. I mean, I mean you've seen Revelation. Sure. I don't have a problem with that. This, yeah. I'm, this is vicarious notion. This is new to me that I would I would appropriate merit. Not that the prayers of a righteous man don't avail much. I'm Transform not saying they don't. Okay. <laughs> but why do they? I guess. Well, well, no, no, no. Not why do they? But why? Why? why well, wait, hang on. Let him go. 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 My question. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. That there's something. That's right. We're working with it. The notion of um, you know that my children are praying and merit. Leave you, leave you out of it. Why should we ask for anybody like Elijah to pray for us? That's different. 
then Why? James, that's exactly what he's talking about. Than, um, well, let's, let's, let me, all right, so let me, yeah, let me, let me, let me, let me try an example, okay? So, uh, and this happens, I think it probably happens to many of you, I know it happens to me. I'm, I'm at work, um, before I started a company, I'm, I'm at work, and John comes up to me. I'm having a tough time in my marriage. I wonder if you'd pray for my wife and I. It would be my privilege to pray for you, John. I wonder, have you considered spending some time in repentance? And then we talk and so forth. Why does this man want me to pray? Can I add something real quick? Yeah. Just happened last week. Yeah. I was walking, get coffee, coming back, and this young man who I've seen on the street corner, he works for FedEx, came up to me and said, hey, aren't you that street preacher? And I said, yeah. And he said, I need you to pray for me. See? Even even the non-believers understand and know that there is merit in the prayers of a righteous man. Well, how do you know a righteous man? We can tell by his deeds. It's as simple as that. And even more so in the prayers, just to be in close proximity. Take Abraham. Ten righteous people in the city. I mean, yeah, of course you're going to go, you know, because of you, please pray to God for us on behalf of us. Yeah. But even, even, it didn't even go that far. As long as they're there. As long as they're there, it's going to protect the whole city. Remember Lot's wife, right? You've got to watch out for this collective deal, right? And Paul makes it very personal in Galatians 2.20. Even if she would die for me, for me, for me. So well, the collective is good, but you know, I don't, you've got to be careful about it. Well, while we do need to be careful, I don't want your care for everything to squash the whole idea that we just got, right? I want to balance it. Okay, well, I don't want to balance it 100%. I want to make sure that we understand what we just heard, right? Before we, we're concerned about the balance, let's make sure we understand. There is protection for those who are near, around, and with righteous men. And the, righteous, the prayer of a righteous man avails much. The prayer of an unrighteous man does not avail much. And we need to remember that. This has nothing whatsoever to do with our place in the world to come, salvation, or anything like that, and Lot's wife, which was a salvific issue, not a prayer or a concern of a righteous person. If you remember in our first John study, which I assume is where this came from. That's, yeah, question, yeah, third, third the lesson. The discussion is, in a, in a courtroom, Forensic. If, if, my, if my sins are dealt with, if I've been justified in the eyes of the holy court, Righteousness for precisely, and and the answer is it's not related to salvation. There are two it's related topics. To something else. Yeah. So how is it? So when I, I, by the way, I do need the merit of Yeshua's righteousness. Amen. But the merit of Yeshua's righteousness is what I use every single day. Amen. It's lived out, right? I well, no, not just no, no, no. Out. no it's, a, appeal, it's a it's a blessing. I appeal to the Father because of Him. Every prayer, Hashem Yeshua. Right. That's in His merit. That's why we say Hashem Yeshua. Right. We're praying in His merit, and I, I think I would go. I would go so far as to say that the 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 merit of these of righteous men on the planet cares for the planet, provides for the planet, and holds back the wrath of God because of the righteous. So. We should not be afraid to even speak of 
Because I think in professional Christian, we're afraid to even speak of the merit of righteous men for fear that it will take something away from Yeshua. But it doesn't. Because the only way that there can be any place in the world to come comes directly from His sacrifice and His merit. It's His merit that earns me a place in the world to come. And nothing but. Yeah. I certainly don't want to distract it. No, go, go, go. Um, if a, a man is righteous, according to his righteousness, is following its both. Yes. And he's Maimonides. in a relationship with the Lord, then he would be he would not be praying contrary to God's will. Absolutely. Rather in accordance with God's will. Yes. Which will then no wonder yeah. prayer. Yeah, gosh, no yeah, exactly. You you come to me and, and pray that I uh, uh, I asked that I would pray for your marriage. But you're sleeping with your secretary. Well, what is it you want me to pray for? That God not strike you dead for your sin? I can pray for Hello? Yeah. I mean, you know. You won't that, listen to me, but I can pray for yeah, That's right. Yeah. I don't mean to go backwards. So no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm having a difficult time with this whole marriage thing. Okay? Go ahead. I think it's faith in his blood, in his atoning blood. Of course, we've already established. We've that's got that. Okay. So, but, We're not talking about that topic at all. Okay, so can we elaborate on the whole merit thing? Yes. Because you just said, yes. if I yeah. heard you correctly, that it's, it's the merit of Messiah Yeshua that earns us. But he said that he, he meant that the merit was the thing that um, allowed Yeshua's sacrifice to be everything. Precisely. He merited that his blood could be used because to wash away sins. Without that merit, he, you know, he, uh, the, the, the way the scriptures put it is, okay, the sacrifice was good. How do we know? He raised him from the dead. Yes, right. Okay, well, why did he raise him from the dead? Because of his righteous walk. He was perfectly obedient. He was a sinless sacrifice, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know, all the way down the line. Because, and thank you, Pete. He merited that he could be the sacrifice. And the sacrifice is what gives it. Yeah, no question. So I'm past the whole redemption thing. I'm past the whole uh, purchased with his blood thing. I'm just talking about walking here on this planet. The people that live in your apartment complex are blessed. Why? Because of your merit. No question. Does your merit have anything to do with their ability to have a place in the world to come? Of course not. It has nothing to do with that. Right. But as the sages have taught, in their own weird way, here's a woman who, you know, provides, you know, fire for everybody else's oven in the place. Fire comes and wipes out 19 cities all around them, but their city doesn't burn down. Why? For the merit of this woman, who, through her righteous deeds of providing fire, didn't, you know, they were protected. What happens? You know, that kind of deal. It's not so terrible. Yeah, nothing to do with soteriology whatsoever. If it does... Then we got a problem. Exactly right. Good point. Excellent and great review. Um, that big nine dollar word you guys were just throwing around. Soteriology. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, and we and we did it again. While he's thinking about it. Yes, yes. The 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 reason I brought it up. The reason I brought the word merit up is because the Hasidic the, uh, uh, the cleaving to yes a righteous man is so messianic. 
and 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 Devikut, that's right. And the, and the notion that and the notion that Christianity came up with this idea of having a righteous guy you can attach yourself to, and he will take you into the presence of God. It's not their idea. Right. And Hasidic Judaism holds to this, but nobody ever believes the Rebbe or the righteous man is gonna is going to give them a place in the world to come. Huh? Right. No, of course not. It's just that wow, when the Rebbe or when the righteous guy prays for me, if I go to him, I get healed. Such and such happens. I have a good year of yeah. crops or whatever else. The point is, I get something in this world. Amen. 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 Uh, I'm going to come to you. I just, I just want to remember. He yeah. did. I, I just <laughs> want, I want to share with you as soon as he's done, so he doesn't forget again. <laughs> I just want to share with you that there is a scriptural example of this. Hang on. Go. Soteriology. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. We are, we are instructed to be salt. Yes. What is salt? Preservative. Yeah. Why are we instructed to be salt? The implication is because if we are true, genuine believers, followers of Yeshua and Hashem and living out the Torah in this life, etc., etc., that that is a preservation for the for the world around us. Amen. Okay. That's yeah. it. Romans eight he says all creation groans under the curse. The revelation of the sons of God. Yeah. yeah, I would, I would, I would bring to your attention that uh, God can destroy, kill, raise up, and so forth at his at his at his own will and his own whim. But you'll notice in the scripture that, uh, for example, uh, with Lot and his family, the angel says, stay with me. You know, you're going to stay with me and I'm going to walk you out. The implication being, ain't nothing going to happen while you're standing next to me. But we see an earlier example, or another example of that, um, with Moses. He comes down off the mountain and he hears the sound of reveling, not the sound of war, if you saw the movie. And, uh, and he gets all upset. And what does he say? If you're for God, stand here with me. And he has them come close to the righteous man, and then God pours out his justice on those that are not standing with the righteous man. This is a perfect picture of salvation, not eternal, but physical or temporal salvation being with a righteous man. And then you see Abraham and his same deal, right? That's where we get the whole minion from. I need ten righteous men here. That kind of thing. Sounds a little like Elijah. And uh, at the conservative shoulders up the street, uh, they have a prayer board for healing. Anybody in the congregation who needs healing goes up to the beam as close to the Torah scroll as possible. Yeah. Then they yeah. Pray for Same healing. kind of deal. So, and and, and the, uh, <clears throat> we pray in the merit of, of the Torah as well. So it's for, for your name's sake, for your right hand's sake, for the people of Israel, for the Torah's sake. Yes. Good. So, Excellent. So Excellent. I'm worried about some of that. I'm not sure if we're getting. There's, let me just observe a progression, okay? I've learned, praise the Lord, through faithful brothers and teachers that. Deuteronomy 6, it shall be righteousness for you. Deuteronomy 11, you know, at the very end, so your days will be prolonged. 
temporal blessing, and so you sort of think about yourself. Preservation. Yeshua, and you're done. I am starting to understand, you know, even from Corinthians, bad friends corrupt good morals, you know, so there's this other picture, right, of being near a righteous man. Check. No problem. Okay? I get a little, my antenna get a little tweaked when I hear what you just said, and when I hear what you said earlier about um, appropriating that merit as part of your prayer when it doesn't involve you. I mean, I, the first two things I'm preserving, the first two things I told you guys, I'm not disputing. I agree, they're biblical. I'm I'm just not settled about some of these other discussions I'm hearing. It sounds like, in certain cases, you could, you could be flirting with idolatry. Remember the, remember the snake that uh, Hezekiah destroyed? Okay? That's listed up in the wilderness. It became <laughs> do you, you pray, worship. Do you yeah. pray to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Yes, I did. Why? Um, because he is Yeshua. And he, you know, satisfied. But we don't need Abraham, Lord. Isaac, and Jacob, probably. That's, that's nothing, that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, I think, the, I think his point is, the point. fact that he is Abraham's God, the, the fact that he is Abraham's God, yeah. is something that we pray. Because that's how God described himself. He says, I'm not, I'm not any God, I'm Abraham's God. I'm just trying to connect what you just said, which I agree with, to the, some of the other points. No, that's, ex- but that's all I'm talking that, about. That's exactly the point. There, there is, I don't Abraham's think there's anything God. else. Yeah. It is Abraham, why, why is he Abraham's God? Because he believed God, and it was credited or reckoned. Well, he chose the the, the, the the Jews to reveal the person of the Son, you know, and the seed, the nations to be blessed. I mean, I'm thinking of those things. I'm not thinking maybe some of the other things I'm learning tonight. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking at the practical ramifications. The reason why that the the even non-believers recognize that if you have an obvious relationship with the Holy One of Israel, why would I not ask you to pray for me since you've got the relationship? No problem. And therein lies the whole deal of Abraham has that relationship. I'm praying this in the merit of Abraham because God, you said he's got a relationship with you. I'm praying in his merit. I came up to you, came up to you because he recognizes your merit He's not talking about why you have the relationship, and nor are we. But just that he recognized you do. You have merited a relationship with him and favor with God. Therefore, he wants to have you entreat for him. And that's what James says. Same deal. So this is exactly what we're talking about. Affirming those things that I clearly see are revealed in the Scriptures. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Of course, he's the only God there is. The, uh, and the guy coming up to any one of us, etc. Um, I get that. Um, if I'm not near that person, by myself, and I just start saying, merit of so-and-so, what, what about, I don't understand. What about the merit of He's so-and-so? He's not there praying for me. What about okay, the merit? The prayer of a righteous man of Ellis Mutz, that's just to be factual. Why, if he's not there, am I going to talk about his merit at all? You may or may not. I don't understand. But I you can't, because to. God said so. God's, I don't find that. That's the issue. God said he was the God of Abraham. Why? Why would he bother to say that? That's the point. Because that, because that is the lineage of Messiah. That's why. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it ever think implies... It's merit that is my, my intercession. If okay. Abraham were alive and he prayed for me, I affirm the verse that says, prayer of a righteous man availeth my well, first, of all, you know, first of all, we're talking about the merit. We're not talking about praying through an intermediate. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm trying to work. Yeah, we're not. 
We're not praying to an intermediary at all. The Catholics would do that. We're reminding God of his promises or his relationship with that person. Exactly. That, if you're fine with that, then that's what we're talking about. But Heather Raquel was another example. Rachel weeps for her children. So when so when we when we go through hardship in the land of Israel, we go through hardship, terrorism especially. People want to go to the tomb of, of, of Rachel. Kevin Raquel. It's right. the, it's her it's her it's her heart. It's it's you know, it's it's where she's buried. This is, this is the this is the spot on earth where God should remember that the mother of you know a lot of a lot of Israel's tribes is okay. in fact buried. And so reminding God of her and her weeping for her children is what he said. Yeah, which is ex- is the is the notion. Hang on. Which is no, right. they're not praying to her. And they're not having her they're, they're not praying to her, they're not asking right. they're not That's asking right. her. They're to praying pray directly to God. Place, uh, that recalls his faithfulness or what have you helps them. And his relationship. Yeah. And I'm I'm sorry, is it? I mean Throughout the throughout the Tanakh and the prophets and even into even into the, the Apostolic writings, we particularly when it when it comes to uh, uh, matters of the nation of Israel, particularly we see this. They there's often references to you know remember the, the promise to, to Abraham, remember the covenant, right? right. Same deal. <clears throat> That's the same thing as saying the, the, in in his merit because he merited that you made the covenant with. Him. Right. You gave him a promise. See, that's the whole point. I thought the promise. That is the whole point. I thought the promise in Deuteronomy seven had nothing to do with them. It was because of his own. You know, in other words, he didn't look at. And he said specifically, "You aren't the most numerous." But the point here is not is not that. Okay. The point is that they recognize, for whatever reason, and the reason not the issue. He made the promise, so they're saying, in the merit of the fact that you made it with him, in his merit. That whatever it was, is faith in Yeshua. It doesn't matter. In His merit. Hello, remember me. That kind of deal. It has nothing to do with the thing. I would say, uh, who was uh, Eliezer? Eliezer did the same thing. Thank you for listening to his prayer. Thank you for making my journey you know, successful on, on his merits, on his behalf. Not for me. It has nothing to do with me. It was because of your relationship with Him. That kind of thing. It's the same kind of deal. It has nothing to do with salvation. It's strictly... It's not reckoning or justification by faith. It's in you. Oh, my. It's, it's no, 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 no. No, 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 nothing of that. It's nothing me. like that. It's, 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 just, it's just there's other nuance. This is what I'm learning. It's, a, it's another nuance to the temporal application of righteousness. It's, that's what it is. That's what I'm learning. And, and a means of saying to God... As the sages often do. Yeah. <laughs> Me? <laughs> Not for my sake. I haven't done anything. For your sake. For your namesake. For this. For that. For all these things that God, you have said you care about. For all these things that you have demonstrated are important to you. Oh, here's Abraham. I have no problem reversing love all this. who God is. is what he's done, right? I get all that. I'm with you. I'm naming those names. It's, it's a great way to know our God. What he's done. And and who he has relationships I with. That I'm, 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 I'm not comfortable locating within the. I, I still want it to be alien to that person. You know, Abraham ultimately 
was ungodly without you know, God's righteousness put on him. Prior to God's righteousness being put on yeah. him, no one could ever pray in his merit. Because the merit that he's received yeah. was given to him by God. I'm just listening to, and I'm just, I'm just saying, if we're locating merit in someone other than God himself, but you need to I think you need to struggle because it's a biblical term. Yeah, yeah, it's a biblical term. It's a biblical term. So the Lord approaches you on the street and says, can you pray for me? You should say, sorry. Pray for yourself. That's a strong man. That's not what I'm saying. Well, actually it is. I wouldn't send him away to go be by himself and say, pray in my marriage. I wouldn't go encourage him to do that. See, what, you wouldn't go encourage him to do what? To pray in my merit when he's not with me. If he came to then I he wanted me to pray for him, I affirm that. It says that in James. We just went through the verse. Actually, the scriptures teach what you're saying, what the opposite of what you're saying so much. So so here's an example. Um, with Elijah and Elisha and Naaman and so forth. You know, it's like, okay, in the merit of my master, Elijah's uh, servant says, what's his name? Gehazi or something like that. He says, "In the merit of my master," you know, um, and so forth. So there's there's prayers here that have to do with recognizing the fact that this guy's special on this planet. We're not talking about salvation. This guy's special. Why is he special? He's got a relationship with the Holy One of Israel. He's got a relationship with the Creator of the universe. Holy cow! I need to get to know this guy. You know, it, I. God, I'm not sure I know who you are yet. I'm not sure I, I, I really, but I'm, I'm starting to understand that you're real. So I want to pray this in the merit of that guy, because I know he knows you. I think that the scripture bears out that these are appropriate prayers, that God will respond in some way. That's why the effective prayer of a righteous man will avail one. We, we do it. We hate it, though. One of the things that, we're, one of the things that this discussion is... I don't know what your intent is. Go ahead. No, no, this, this is my intent. It, 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 it breaks down some theological presuppositions that come from Christianity that are not biblical, but we think that they have to be because we have a system. And, and it makes the hair on the back of our neck stand up when we're praying in the merit of some guy who's dead. It but, sounds like we're so praying re- through Mary. So when you read it through Judaism, you're going... Not recognizing that it's actually coming from Scripture. Over and over again. We've got a lot of different points that, yeah. that do it, but we do it in, in human. And we do it in life interaction all the time. When you go meet somebody for, for that you've never met before, but somebody else, you give a reference. Well regarded, <laughs> you go to them and say, "I'm his friend. I know him really well." You give him the reference. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're talking about because it has nothing to do with salvation. You're not asking. It doesn't have anything to do with to say, justification. Whatever you would give to him, give to me. What you're saying is, I want you to at least give me a chance. I met a man. To express myself here. I met a man once in New. Yeah, I met a man once in New York, and I had never met him, but I knew that he was tight with my dad, and I wanted to get to know him, and I wanted to ask him for a favor, and I did exactly that. I said, uh, you don't know me. But I think you knew my father. And I wonder if you've got a few moments to chat with me. And he was most gracious. And you promised my father that you would... That's right. There you go. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Comments, yes. Go ahead. I just want to just, uh, get a little clarif- ask a few clarifying questions. So basically, the few examples that we cited from the Scripture yeah. were, were servants that were commissioned 
execute something on behalf of their masters. So in, in terms of their prayer, whatever they were praying in, Mer- in the Meridah, yeah. they were basically asking God to facilitate, Hashem to facilitate the request of their masters. We only brought they up those. They weren't, they weren't just like putting one of their prayer petitions. But there's others. But there's, there's others. Abimelech and yeah. Isaac. Give me an example. Abimelech and Isaac, there, it's the other way around. He's the king and he's, the, he's under or, or even Abraham, Abimelech and, and Abraham. Abimelech, Abimelech is told by God, "I'm going to kill you. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to kill you." Because you know, you, you know, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, you're going to kill me. Don't, don't, don't kill me. Wait a minute. I, you know, you know my heart. I mean, you're God. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. You need to ask this guy to pray for you. Pharaoh, same thing. Pharaoh, right. That kind of thing. I mean, and we've got cases where it's not just a servant kind of thing. Abimelech is told. It's firsthand. He's 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 a righteous man, and he's told to come and pray for him. Why? Why could? It's the same thing. Clarifying is somebody else praying in the name of another person. We don't pray in the name of someone. It's in the merit of someone. That's different. There's that's different. This is this is the person who's. The example you gave is the person praying in the merit of himself for a pagan king. But where's an example in the text of Scripture where another person is praying in the merit of another person and is not praying, uh, is not connected with the heart of that other person he's praying Solomon, you know what I'm trying to say? Solomon, yeah. and, and, yeah, after, after David died, and Solomon goes to commission the temple, he said, you were made promises to my father. David. Now I'm going to fulfill these promises right. enabled to me to fulfill these because you promised my father David. Exactly. So that's what but it again, is. Same he's, deal. He's continuing the work of that person. That's what I'm trying to Well, draw. I mean, we're all working all the works of God and there is a connection. That's the whole idea. That is the idea that you have a connection with the Holy One and therefore in your merit. Why? Well, you obviously know him. What he wants to do. That's what I want to do. I want to be righteous. He wants to be righteous. All of it. All, all of it is the work of God, which okay, is righteousness. So all, of this, all of this lends itself towards, towards our master, though. Because when people say, well, why do I need to pray in his name? That's why you pray in his name. Yeah, you're, you're praying saying, in his merit. I'm doing his work. I want you to enable me to do his work. And he did all this, so... You should be able to. You should be able to yeah. listen to. May your prayer. may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's why. That's why the the rabbis, even to this day, you know, will say, you know, Rabbi so and so said this. It's a similar idea because that if credibility, if he's esteemed, if the rabbi who they're quoting is esteemed as a community, then by dropping his name. You know, credibility. Then, then it's saying, look, I'm not making this up. Somebody who you all esteem highly said this. Same thing you're saying to God. I have, I have, I want credibility. You know that guy. For his merit, listen to what I have to say. That, that's what we're saying to God. Example, yeah. What the Samaritan guy? The, what was his name? Uh, says no, no. He says, uh, I know, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Peter, but who are you? Who the heck are you? Yeah. That's a demon. Yeah, that's a demon. Yeah. He was using the name. Yeah, and he beat the crap out of them. Right? Yeah. That's exactly right. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Um, The idea that there is merit in your prayers. There is merit because of whose you are. 
and what you do. This has nothing to do with salvation. It has to do with the fact that you are a righteous man. And the scriptures are very clear. That as righteous men, you preserve the world around you. That's why the sages say this. You know, on, on, was it 36? I can never remember the number. Lamedvah. There's always 36 righteous men. Why? Because God needs to preserve the world, and he preserves it through his righteous ones. Okay. Cool. There may be more, but there's... Always at least 36. I'm with it. Yeah. So anyway, um, noodle on it a little bit. Noodle on it a bit. I mean, I, I think the practical application is, I mean, am I going to start to pray in, in, uh, in, you know, in the merit of Ken? Well, I, mean, I, guess, I, I guess I could, but I, I guess I could, but I don't, I don't think I need to because, you know, I'm, I'm part of the club, you know? Um, Although, you know something, if, if Ken, if Ken had an extraordinary, extraordinary relationship and experience on a specific issue. Oh, yes. And, and yeah, and a topic. Topic. Yeah, and 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 had deep insight, and lived that insight in how he dealt with other people. Yes, I would simply, I would want to go to him and say, Ken, will you pray with me about this? Yes, it's the same idea, and there, and the idea is, I want to get him involved. In Please introduce that concept to Hashem. Yes, and if you're not there. For the sake of Ken, in the merit of Ken's relationship on this point, yes, would you hear my prayer? That's cool. Honestly, that's why my brother is. My brother is is an extraordinarily holy man and and prays just constantly and has, has, has deep insights, especially into people that are suffering or or hurt or whatever else. Mm. And I'll tell you what, that's exactly what I do. It's like, you know, you know my brother. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And you, you, you know my father. Yeah. And I know that you know me too. But they're better than me. For, for their sake. For their sake. Hear my prayer. That's cool. I, guys, that's, that's all we're talking about here. It, it, it's, it's simply begging the mercies of our God to hear our prayer on behalf of those he's already recognized as being in relationship with him, and as you put it so eloquently weeks and weeks ago, connected. That's, that's cool. You know, there's, there's something here. That vocabulary is limited. Language is difficult. I'm trying to parse this in my mind and settle it in my heart. And, um, I will definitely do on it. I mean, the, uh, I will just volunteer this. I mean, it, uh, sometimes I feel like when, we, like when you were going through that, that was wonderful. And I also started to think, we're not saying this, I know that you were not saying this, but it does remind me of, like, certain saints are helpful when you, you lose your car keys. You pray to the saint, you lose your car keys. You yeah, because you... Or, or and, we listen carefully. But you just got it. You pray to the saints. We don't... I know, that's the problem. That's the problem. We don't adore or worship. Now, here, we don't worship Mary. We venerate Mary. Now, see, it's a point, okay? My mind... Who's Mary? Right, right, right. If I can't... If I can't... <laughs> at some point, at some point, there's too much ambiguity in the vocabulary I'm using try to understand what, what I'm praying. And if I can't understand what I'm praying, I usually don't do it. I'm not saying I'm not there or why I get there, but I, 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 I just don't like the, the, uh, the ambiguity right now. Um, I, I affirm, of course, the obvious verses about prayer of a righteous man avails. I don't question that. That's praise the Lord. That's a wonderful insight. The, and, I, and I affirm saying Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because you're identifying the God who you know. I get that, you know? Actually, you're you're identifying the people 
that God said he knew that Abraham was a friend of God. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Hey, this is, this is, like you said, this is new territory for us because we come from professional Christendom and it makes the hair on the, on the back of our neck stand up and go, whoa, 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 are you praying to this, this saint? You might be disturbed if you go to the cave of the patriarchs. I know, I was going to say Yeah. You might be. You don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, on the other hand, you, you had such an unbelievable relationship with this individual. I, I want to tag on there. Yeah, That's it's like all. even when the guy falls in and touches the bones, he comes alive. What's up with that? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I want to ask comment. I'm going to have to go back up and look up this reference in, uh, in E.P. Sanders' book on Palestinian, Palestinian Judaism. Uh, I can't remember the Hebrew phrase, but uh, my question was, uh, well, we, we keep saying in the merit of, in the merit of, and I believe uh, that the actual phrase, the Hebrew phrase for that is uh, more accurate to say uh, for his namesake, yep. or in, in, for the sake of, that's true, X, Y, Z, you know, as opposed to in the merit of, which is where we get, maybe that would help you a little better in dealing with the whole merit. That's, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for the sake of this one, for the sake of that one, yeah. That, that works. Which is what we prayed in the Colmey Trade, right? That's exactly right. And we pray in other lots of other places, too. But well, you did that one, right? For Alicia and, you know, you had all those, those cool guys. For the sake of, you know, for the sake of the land, for the sake of your people, for the sake of your Torah, for, yeah. your, you know, for the sake of your name, for the sake of your glory, yeah. right? Do this, yeah. right? So that, it, so that for the sake of all of those things, God, that you hold dear, yeah. you're vindicated. Right. For the sake of Abraham, your friend. For the sake of your servant, Jacob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I did purposely bring up the word man. <laughs> you know, I, I can, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very sensitive to where Alex is at because I, mean, I went through this whole angst weeks ago. That's why we're sitting here now because I've, I've come to, to understand and accept, and, and I'm okay with it. Um, does it bother me when somebody prays to Mary, or to Saint Christopher, or to Saint this or that? It bothers me to the point where, I, the where I will, I, yeah, I will speak up. Yeah, or to the Rebbe, you know, I will speak up and say, "Excuse me, if you're going to pray that way, would you do it after I'm gone?" Right. You know that kind of thing. Because well, that's idolatry. Well, and, I, and I'm listening. And we did start in this place of, of prayer of a righteous man as much, and we ended up. And I thank you for sharing that. I'm not trying to pick on yeah. but you know, Hezekiah destroyed the bronze snake because people in their flesh love objects. Okay. And that we're really flirting with a boundary there that we need to keep each other accountable. That's and, all. And I guess, Amen. And you're right, but I mean, when every Saturday or every other Saturday, when we touch or every other Shabbat to, to the Torah and we kiss it, I mean, that that was when that the first time we saw that, we're thinking, oh my gosh, they're 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 worshiping the Torah scroll. Well, we have to be careful to be mindful of all right. of that. Exactly, right. and, and that's the idea: is if 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 righteousness, if a person is righteousness is righteous, it's because they are following, you know. The, the righteousness of the Torah, and obviously they have God's yes, righteousness. Yeah, so, so if that, so if, if being close, physically close to the Torah, or if you're called onto the bima and you're going to recite the, a tree of life, it is for those who take hold of it. You're going to actually physically take hold of the of the tree of the Torah. It's it's all symbols, and it's all beautiful. I yeah. really think yeah. of of taking hold of something that is purely righteous. Amen. So, uh, and, and, and it's there's an aspect of, of reverence there too. It's exactly. why we don't put a, a Bible just you know, or put it, to, or put it to knock in the bathroom. Absolutely right. It's yeah. an object. It's just paper. Right. Exactly. But in one sense, it's not. That's right. 
That's right. Same and thing with a Torah scroll. Try, try. It's just, it's just, le- sure. it's just letters on a, on a scroll. Reverence. It's, yeah. it has, but in one sense, it represents the very words of the life. Very words yeah. of the one true God. Yeah, you want, you want so, to find yourself in an awkward spot. Try being a chazan when you're about to walk around with the Torah on your arm knowing that you're going to stop at each person and give them the opportunity, if they want, to do the tzitzit deal and all of that. You know, and you're going to, uh, uh, you know, if you, if you know what this is, you might think this is really kind of weird. Is it? <laughs> but it's okay. It's, you know. <laughs> so anyway, we're good. Oh, you kiss, you, we kiss the stone when we go to, when we go to the Kotaka. Yeah. Yeah. And the mezuzah. Yeah, and the mezuzah, right? I mean, what are we doing? We're, we're, we're honoring uh, in so many ways. Yeah. Remember, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. And but you know, your your point is good. Your issue with yeah. your issue with the bronze serpent, I think, is really good because because the difference had to be destroyed, and yet that same bronze serpent brought was the life. Very thing that God commanded to be made and brought and God used to bring life. Amen. And the difference between it, I think, is where we need to be able to discern. Not to say no bronze serpents. Yeah. Right. But to have right. only the ones that He gives us, right. and then to pr- place our veneration in the correct direction. Yes. Exactly, which is, which is exactly where you're at. And your, your watchword is absolutely right on the money. Because we got out of that balance. That's exactly right. Yes, sir. If I'm understanding correctly, y'all are saying, obviously we want to separate ourselves from a idol, but with mezuzah and with the scroll, we, it's not an idol because it is an observance of Hashem. Because you're not going to worship it. Right, we're not, it, we're not saying that oh, this mezuzah represents God, but no way. a reminder of Him and what He does. That's right. or, or, or I think in that case, more specifically, and you're exactly right, is this thing is nothing but a box on my wall, right. but it has His Word in it, and that's precious to me. Right. And I want to remember His Word, right. exactly. It's, yeah. not, it's not an amulet, it's not a charm, it's, it's not a good one. Exactly. Right. We yes. Right. Right. When you're going bowling, yeah. Because that's an amulet. Yes. Not phylacteries. Right. They're to fill it. That's right. So, I mean, you, you've prayed with me, and I've been putting on, you know, those boxes and whatnot, and and all I'm trying to do is get His Word as close to me as I can, and honor His law, when He said, "Bind it on my arm, make it as frontless between my eyes, to fill it." And so I do that out of obedience. But I'm going to be real careful with that. Why? Because the very words of God are in that box. Just like that. When Jews leave a home, they don't leave the mezuzah behind. They take the mezuzah with them. They, unless they know, uh, uh, you know an observant family is going to be moving in, they're going to take those with them. You know, it just, uh, it's just like burying, what, what do you call it? Uh, the spot where you... Kinesa? Where you bury something? Yeah, where you bury the... Yeah. So if you get an old Torah scroll, you can't throw it away. It's the Word of God. You can't burn it. You know, you got, you got to store it away, you know? And, you know, the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, you know, the whole Qumran thing, uh, you know, there are a lot of, I think, very conservative scholars that think that there may be several scrolls that we found that, you know, we're thinking of, whoo-hoo, top shelf. And they're just there because they couldn't throw them away. Because they had God's hand. They got God's name on them, so we got to care for these in a special way. There's a whole debate in the Talmud about about whether whether they would save the scrolls. <laughs> the fire in a in a synagogue of, of Gentiles, of Yeah. No, no, Jews. Yeah. 
but 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 Yeshua believers, yeah. And the answer, the final answer is Shmuel says yes because as God's name on. That's it. Yeah. Even if we don't believe and agree what they say, we got to go in and get that thing if we can. We gonna see another comment? No, we good. Other comments? This is great. This is good, huh? Um, I mean, that's confused, but it was good. Hey, well. I will not be praying in the merit of Rick tonight. You know, um, I'm, 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 I'm just going to pray in the merit of Alex most of the time, just just to uh, cause him angst. I know Alex. I'm Alex's friend. Hello. Yes. Yes. Praise God. I know Alex. Um, good. I, I I praise God that uh, you know we can just wrestle with it, and talk about it, and 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 and, and deal with it. It is. And, you know, the bottom line here is we want to be obedient. And we need to recognize that it's clear that God has an extraordinarily long memory. (laughs) He remembers the faithfulness of individuals, not just nations. He remembers the faithfulness of individuals. Bring those blessings into thousands. Amen. And, it, and because he's remembering what the merit of that one. And it has nothing to do with salvation. He already had the relationship. Perhaps because he had the relationship, these things happened, and then he remembers and blesses because of them. And the bottom line is, whether you pray in the merit of someone else or whatnot is, is irrelevant to me. I just want you to recognize that your righteousness affects those that are around you. And those that come after you. That kind of brings a whole new thing for me because it's like you constantly and they mentioned your fathers and their forefathers. That's right. Wow. That's now why it has a whole new it's exactly there it is. There it is. It's a multi generational faithfulness. Why? Because God's got a long memory. Amen. It's both. If you got that, baby. That's it. Don't 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 break the chain. Don't break the chain. I can share with you one of the greatest <laughs> great blessings point. I got in the past couple of years was from Joshua Spurlock. Um, after Morgan and uh, and, uh, and Gregory got married, he came up to me one Shabbat morning and he said, "I just want to congratulate you. You're the first one. You're the first one here who is in our fellowship." has married off a daughter, and they are following the traditions that you started in your home, and you've now got the beginning of that multi-generational faithfulness, and God willing and by His grace, it will continue on and on, uh, should He tarry and until He comes. You know, I realized uh, afterwards that you know, you've already done this, praise God, and... Uh, you know, we we strive to do it again. Long, you know. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. Shady. Maybe we should uh, just do the second blessing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let me bless God, our Father, and our King. We are so grateful for the the call to repentance, your patience and forbearance. and the sacrifice that you made in that you willingly sent 
and crushed your son on that cross on our behalf. And it's in his righteousness that we come before you. We remind you of his sacrifice on our behalf and his merit. And we thank you that this Yom Kippur, that you not only are willing to cover our sins for a time, that we might physically draw near to your presence, and we pray soon that we might be able to do that. But through the blood of our blessed Savior, Yeshua, you've provided a a way to return to the garden, to get past those flaming swords, to eat again from the tree of life, and to dwell in the tabernacle with you. As we approach this, uh, this time which you've ordained that we should practice and keep, where we remember the great redemption which you wrought and how you provided for your people for so many years in the desert as they lived in Sukkot. We pray, Father, that you would continue to provide for us here, that you would soon send your Son, that he would reign in Jerusalem on this planet. There would be a theocracy once again. I thank you for these men, for their faithfulness and their diligence in trying to please you and walk in your statutes to preserve the nations around them in the midst of a wicked and perverse generation. I thank you for the conversation, the discussion, and the friendships. And we pray for your spirit to fall mightily upon us in these last days, that we might be quick to praise you, quick to call sin, sin, and quick to share the message of salvation available through your Son. I pray, Father, that we would be quick to help, quick to hear, and slow to speak. In the end, that your son might be lifted up and glorified. That many would call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. I pray, Father, for this upcoming festival, this feast. It would be a great and joyous time for all of us. And that our participation and our practice and our righteous deeds during this week coming up might cause others to question their walk and their faith and that we would be quick with an answer when asked to give an account for the hope that lies within us, that hope of salvation and preservation, that hope for a place in the world to come. As this week goes on and we invite Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and Aaron and David and Joseph into our sukkah, We are inviting dead men. But therein is the the beauty of it. That someday we will invite them and they will come. Because you've promised to gather your people from the four corners of the earth and those that sleep in the dust of the earth would be raised up to new life in Messiah Yeshua. We pray for that day to come soon and quickly and in our days. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.